Hello and welcome to the August 1st, 2019 edition of Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast. My name is Mr. Joe. This is my neighborhood. This is my life. But this is our podcast journey. Welcome to Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast. It is awesome to have everybody here with me today. And of course, it is always wonderful to be out there with you as well. And it is, uh, it has been a long, long time, very long time. I'm not sure how long. It feels like it's been forever. Um, There are multiple reasons why Mr. Joe has been MIA, but I have actually been doing my very best to communicate via email with many of my listeners. Um, uh, You know, each and every day, as you know, I get uh, a bunch of emails, and just so you all know, um, relatively where, when it comes to my emails, um, most of the time, if not all of the time, when I read my emails is usually very early in the morning, essentially when I open up my eyes. I will open up my inbox and kind of lay in bed and, you know, just go through some things and see what I can see and I start writing people back and, you know, sometimes I get back to people right away and sometimes it takes me a week or so to get back to people, but I always get back to everybody and ultimately I do all that I can in my bed up until my little guy Mickey starts whining and calling for me, and then I'll go up and get him, and I'll stick him in our bed, and, you know, do our, you know, we got, now we got um, the uh, little Barbie in our bed, we got Barbie and Mickey, and uh, again, not that they sleep in our bed, but, um, you know, early morning, they, they hop in there, and you know what, it's okay, the little one is five months old now, I don't even understand where the time has gone, I mean, she's been turning over, um, you know, flipping probably for two months now. So eh, about three and a half months, closer to four, she started um, flipping over. (laughs) And um, she's actually even starting to drag herself. Uh, She's been doing that for about two weeks now, dragging herself across the floor. So she's not up on her uh, four legs yet, but she'll drag her belly across the floor, and she gets to where she needs to go. So I am watching my kids grow before my very eyes, and of course that um, is is enjoyable, but it doesn't always sit well with me, uh, based on the, um, you know, the feelings that I've had lately with my older children. Uh, but I will say this, I did receive an email from somebody very special to me um, in, in terms of being a listener. Not that everybody, not that everybody is not special to me, but, um, you know, somebody who just hit, hit all the right notes, so to speak, in terms of helping me. Uh, I do my very best, obviously, to uh, help others out there. Uh, this, this, this podcast is done for myself. And it's done for other people. And um, very, very uh, rarely do I get an email such as the one that I received the other day in which, again, this particular person helped me to understand that one day, one day, Junior and 
Sarah Lee. They will be back in my lives more than I ever wanted them to be, probably. And I say that jokingly. Um, and they will come around again. And, you know, as I think about my life in my teenage years, uh, you know, eventually I did come around again. There's no doubt about that. I can only imagine that, you know, one day, I, I mean, we're going on vacation tomorrow, and I, my God, we need it. Oh, and all four children will be there. I'm extremely excited about that. Um, but I could only imagine that, you know, once they are a little bit older, say in their 20s, it will never be an issue again because they'll probably want to go everywhere with me. I really do feel like that because if I think back to my days when I was younger, as I got older, you know, friends, although they were always important, I, I enjoyed being with my family more as a young adult and doing things with them. So I hope that, um, that it follows that kind of path, but ultimately this email that I received um, it really really hit me hard in the sense where I spent a large portion of my day crying I, not day I apologize for that my morning crying I mean and, and it was all good tears it was all good tears and um, it's just the emails that I receive are so so appreciated you have no idea the concern I got some really interesting ones I got I got concern. I got several emails of people asking me what I look like, <laughs> and uh, and I can and I get it. I totally understand. I've I've mentioned many many podcasts ago, probably during my maybe my first three or four episodes, the um, the motivation behind my podcast really was bipolar Bob and the bipolar family, and I listen again. I've always been truthful with everybody. He would oftentimes, um, you know, describe what he looks like. And I found that to be incredibly important because I needed a vision in my head of, and that was just me. And, and many of you may not care about that. And it has nothing to do with whether or not somebody's good looking or bad looking or, you know, um, overweight or underweight. That's really not what it was. It was just I felt so connected to him, and I still do, that it's nice to put a face to a name or a voice, even if you really cannot distinguish that face, <laughs> because it's just something that I like to do. So for those of you who are interested, I guess I just spit it out to you. And I think I have mentioned before, um, uh, I, I'm a man with actually a full head of hair, but I decide to shave it. So I walk around with a bald head. I do have a piercing on my face. Let's leave it at that. So I might as well tell you. I mean, at this point, what does it matter? Because I honestly think, guys, within the next year, Mr. Joe will be going um, public. But we'll get into that during another episode. Um, do have an eyebrow ring. I have several tattoos all over me, m much of which I, I'm kind of not really happy about. I got many of them when I was younger, and they do make me stand out quite a bit. Obviously, they're well, much more accepted in today's society, but back then they were not. And um, you know, I had them really at a very young age, and you know, people would oftentimes look at me like a wackadoo, <laughs> the wackadoo that I am. Um, I am finally at a place where I feel physically fit. And believe me when I tell you, and we've spoken about anabolic steroids in the past, there was a time where I thought I looked good, but I was literally like a monster. 
um, you know, 220, 30 pounds, 238 at one point. You know, all muscle, but I look like a moron. I look like a fake, you know, moron. Um, very dark skin. I am white. Um, very tan. As a matter of fact, my wife said something to me while I was putting Junior to bed last night. I was walking down the stairs. She goes, dear God. She goes, why are you so dark? <laughs> and my wife happens to be um, very, very pale. Uh, or, you know, white skin, light skin, and, and which I actually love. Um, in terms, you know, she's got lots of freckles, and to, to me, she's beautiful. Um, but, you know, I, I guess you could say I'd look like your typical Italian male um, who has a lot of Jewish blood running through my veins as well because my grandparents were also Jewish. Uh, on my mother's side, my great-grandmother, my grandmother was actually converted. She uh, uh, practiced the Catholic religion, my mother at a very old, a much older age, she got baptized, but essentially I am a practicing Catholic who believes I am now Christian, but I'm not going to get into religious stuff, um, that appears to be an Italian because my father, who was born in Italy, and both his parents were born in Italy, and my mother's father, who was Italian as well, but her mother's side of the family, all um, they all have the Jewish blood. As a matter of fact, my, my great-grandmother, her birthday was on Christmas, which was always kind of cool because we would be able to celebrate her birthday um, and, you know, Hanukkah and all those Jewish holidays along with Christmas. So um, I don't practice the Jewish religion and I say that I have Jewish blood in me only because that's what I've been taught to say. Uh, I don't know if it's actually even appropriate to say, but I figure I'd give you a history on that. So again, I'm a very dark skin, very tan, uh, you know, brown hair, basic Italian, brown eyes. Um, in terms of what I've been told that is nice about me, my eyelashes, my eyes, um, which is kind of cool. I am no longer 220 pounds. I am 180 pounds on the dot, 5'11", 5'10 and a half. I was just at the doctor yesterday. Um, and I'm finally at a place, like I was saying, where I actually feel probably the most physically fit that I've ever felt in a long time. I have consistently been going back to the gym. And I'm not so worried about that meathead, gigantic bodybuilder look anymore. So, um, yeah, no, listen, while I'm not walking around with, I guess you would call them the, the, the washboard abs? Is that what people call them? I don't even remember anymore. While I'm not walking around with that, um, you know, I certainly feel a, a lot more confident in the way I look and in the way I feel to some extent. If you haven't noticed by now, I'm extremely hypomanic today. Um, I think at this point in time, you guys are able to distinguish my moods probably uh, immediately upon myself first getting on a podcast and speaking. But today happens to be a good day. I'm extremely hypomanic. And I say it's a good day because I needed this change. I really did. I needed this change because sadly, over the last couple of weeks, I have been hallucinating um, consistently, as a matter of fact. Uh, voices have been out of control. I'm back on the Seroquel, and that has actually helped. It has put all of that to rest. Um, and, you know, those, those are no longer, it's no longer happening as frequently as it was, and if it does happen, it goes away right away, which is kind of cool. And I will tell you this, the sole cause of all of those symptoms, without a doubt, was stress. Not a doubt in my mind, 
I, I promised that I wasn't going to get into my current job and the work situation, um, and I'm not. I'm not, because I have to tell you, many, many people are discovering more and more who I am. Uh, nothing new other than one other person. Um, and again, going back to my emails, I mean, I have spoken about in the past something that I did many, many years ago, and I've never really gotten um, into what it was, but it was something that certainly did not define me necessarily, uh, something I am now ashamed of, but also something that made people love me and hate me. And somehow, some way, this person made the connection and reached out to me, and I guess apparently due to my voice. Um, nevertheless, stress has been the sole cause of everything, and it's all been work-related. And I will not get into it again, because the last thing I need is somebody, you know, at work hearing this and putting two and two together. But the good news is, ultimately, everything has worked out for me from a work perspective. It was not easy. It has not been easy. Uh, I feel in a mu I'm in a much better place right now. And um, we'll we'll see what happens. I, I don't, I don't want to get too much into it. But again, stress has been the ultimate cause of all of these symptoms. And, um, you know, which, which has me thinking all along. You know, I always question that schizoaffective diagnosis and say, well, really, and, and as I got older in life, were they more of just manic type, you know, symptoms? that we would all have is with bipolar, you know, the psychosis and all that stuff. But, you know, all I have to do then is think back to my childhood and think about, you know, my buddy Johnny, who used to play next to me, and you know, all the things that I now know is not real. Um, and considering the fact that, you know, I did suffer from a little bit of depression over the last two weeks, and, and the hallucinations and the voices were happening while I was depressed. Um, and unfortunately... Very soon after that, and when I say very soon, I mean like, you know, hours, um, I would quickly become manic. Not hypomanic, manic and irritable and angry and yelling, and I've done my share. I have absolutely done my share at home over the last two weeks, and I'm ashamed of it, um, and I feel horrible about it, and it's not fair to anybody because it is all work-related. But I pulled it together. I got through it. Things are much better right now. I have a plan. I don't want to get into that right now, but um, I am doing much better. Let's put it that way. Now, um, really something that made me completely overjoyed is the fact that I went to a new primary care physician yesterday because I needed a full physical. And to my utter surprise this morning, I mean, this this is so cool. And I, I imagine that... Um, people get this all the time, um, and I'm just behind the times in terms of my doctors, but they have this awesome app now where, man, literally, you, you know, you, you don't have to go in and fill out any paperwork, you do it all on your app, and every single aspect of your physical comes, comes back within this app, and uh, as I was walking to work this morning from my car, uh, the app notified me that all my blood work was in. I said, oh boy, here we go. Here we go. Well, to my very surprise, my cholesterol, while it was a little high, it was still under 200. I was right at 192, and that's a hell of a lot better than being over 500 where I've been in my life. Uh, my triglycerides have been anywhere from 800 to over 1,000. Okay? Um, and... 
I could not believe my eyes when I looked and I saw the number 48. So it was awesome to see. And I guess, again, this has to do with um, this medication, or not a medication, a fish oil called Vasepa. Um, V-A-S-C-E-P-A, I believe it's spelled. Um, it's, it's prescription only, and it happens to work really well for me. It's the only thing that does work, and I've been walking with my wife and the dogs and the kids, and the combination of all that with the gym um, has really brought my levels down to a place where I'm comfortable at, and you know, hopefully, God willing, I don't end up in a situation where, um, you know, God forbid, like my dad, been thinking about him a lot lately. I, I really have. I really have. And um, much of that has to do with um, me missing him, obviously, but, you know, the horror show that has been going on with my mother. Now, a quick update for you. Her birthday is actually tomorrow. I have not seen her. I have not spoken to her. I did receive a phone call from her um, with her hysterically crying. And she indicated to me, you know, how sorry she was and if I would allow her back into my life and my kids' life and my family life. And when she called, she had been uh, seven days clean of alcohol. And um, I didn't call her back because seven days is not nothing. But I am going to go see her in a little while. After work, i got to go pick up the older kids. And on the way there, I'm going to stop by my mother's. I'm going to give her a hug. Um, because she still apparently is clean, according to my sister, and she is struggling. She's really struggling. She's going through the pause, post-acute withdrawal syndrome. Okay, we've spoken about that in the past, and um, I'm telling you right now, I know she, everything she's doing is a task. Everything she does is hard. The easiest things in the world, like, I don't know, getting a spoon, it, it's, it, it causes anxiety, it scares you. I know it sounds crazy, but that's what goes on with alcohol and Suboxone and many, many times uh, benzos as well when you're withdrawing. Um, if you haven't listened already, listen to my Suboxone 188-day withdrawal nightmare. She's freezing. She's sleeping about two hours a night, which is more or less what I would do. Um, and again, anxious, depressed, um, you know, not hungry, all of the horrible things. And unfortunately, guys, it doesn't go away. That's the problem. It just doesn't go away. It goes away after about a year, um, but it gets, it becomes a hell of a lot easier if you go in for treatment. And I would not have been successful the first time around coming off my Suboxone had I have not been in a treatment program. That's without a doubt. Now, second time around, I learned my lesson from the first time around, ironically, because the dumb, idiotic doctors had me come off in a way that was improper, like everything else that they did to me, those morons. But I learned from my mistakes that were ultimately caused by others, and I weaned down the right way, and I even have a podcast on that as well. Well, my mother quit cold turkey, and let me tell you something. She is struggling. So I actually just wrote her out a very beautiful um, birthday card, and I'm not going to let her read it while I'm there. I want her to read it on her own, if she's even capable of, because things do get that bad, everybody. I mean, you know, that's how bad pause can be. P-A-W-S. Go look it up, man. And alcohol. That's how bad it could be. It's very possible she will not be able to read this card you know, concentrate enough to read it. So it's very scary. Um, she's not accepted back into my life, into my children's lives, into my wife's life. It's just not happening right now. 
Um, she's, she's not stable enough. She's still a danger. And you know what? It's not up to me to force my wife to forgive her for the horrifying and disgusting things that she said about her and her family on my voicemail. You know, I always say, you can never tell a person when to forgive somebody else. That is up to them. They have to feel ready. And that is something that my mother could never understand. You know, she would, when she was ready to be forgiven, if you didn't forgive her, things would just get worse. So that's where she's at. And I am going to go see her and I'm going to report on how that went um, on my next podcast. I'm, I don't want to say I'm nervous, but I'm, I'm, you know, I'm also not in any mood <laughs> at all. <laughs> but again, uh, part of my card did say that, you know, it, it takes more strength, believe it or not, to put yourself in a program than to do it at home alone. It actually does. It takes more strength to get up and go, do it in a program, than it would underneath your own roof. And people would say, well, how is that possible, you know? You know, you're, you're in the comfort of your own home. You can do it at your own pace. No, 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 no. You need people around you. You need people that are going through the same thing as you. You need distractions. You need to not feel the way she is feeling for at least some portion of your day to show you that there is hope. Because when I would be in rehab or outpatient programs, when I was there, I was fine. And then I'd go home and it would all start over again. And I would say to myself, man, what is the problem here? Why can I feel well when I'm there, but I can't feel good when I'm home? And it really has to do with the distraction part of it. And, you know, again, being around people who are experiencing the same thing of you, as you, probably even worse than you, people who have ruined their lives even worse than you, um, but people who understand and people who get it. And, um, you know, just a way to get away from the isolation, really. And you can never be more isolated than a woman who just lost her husband and ultimately her son and everybody else in her family. So I really hope that she takes my words seriously. I will actually attend Alcohol Anonymous meetings with her. I am not a fan of N.A., but and, and that's no disrespect to anybody out there who does do N.A. It just so happens in Mr. Joe's neighborhood, it's not, um, it's not as effective as um, AA. And, and maybe it's because of the one meeting that I did go to one time where I was actually offered drugs after a meeting. I said, well, this, this doesn't seem too normal. <laughs> um, whereas in AA, it was a little, t- people took it a little bit more serious. So um, nevertheless, I apologize for my fast rate of speech. I'm trying to catch myself. And I know that I am probably talking a mile a minute. Um, I did want to review, though, very quickly, something that went on yesterday while I mention my joy about the results of my blood test. I have to tell you, it's very interesting. I went in to see this doctor, brand new doctor, and everything was great. I mean, the service was great. I was called in quickly. The nurse was very nice. Everything went well. And believe it or not, the doctor was also very, very nice, very kind. Um, you know, um, older lady, when I say older, a little older than me, probably you know, upper 50s, I'm going to be 44 this month, and probably upper 50s, but looked really good for somebody that age, if that makes any sense. Uh, She had an accent, very sweet woman, very sweet woman, but when she was looking at my chart on the computer, she turned to me and she said, you're on Wellbutrin, why are you on so much, 450 milligrams? 
what in the world are you doing on Wellbutrin? And, and I said, I need it. And then she looked at the Lamictal and the, and the Seroquel. And she looks at me and she says, I don't understand why you are on all this medication. And I said, well, do you see my diagnosis in there? And she goes, yeah, I see schizo, bipolar, you know. She's like, are you seeing a psychiatrist? I said, yeah. I, now, I don't know if this woman thought I was going to ask her to fill my medicine. I really don't. But she says to me, I think you should come down on some of these medicines. I said, are you out of your mind? I said, listen to me. I go, with all due respect, lady, okay? You're not my psychiatrist, number one. And number two, when you start seeing people, hearing voices, can't sleep, and then want to sleep for days on end, then you could tell me what to do. But for now, please keep it to yourself. And, and I have to tell you, what, I, I just said it a little bit more agitated than I even presented myself to her yesterday. Um, it's, it's, it's firing me up even more now. So I was not even as harsh as I just sounded now. It was very a matter of fact, though, very factual to her. Um, and she was very taken back by that. And she, um, you know, she then asked about the history and I told her, you know, she said, is your mom like you? And, um, I said, yeah. <laughs> and she said, what about your dad? Is he normal? I said, geez, I go, man, this, this doctor's got some way of words. I guess I, I said, I know I'm not normal, but, you know, I mean, is that really the way to put it? And I said, well, I, I mean, as far as I know, before his, his passing, you know, he was an alcoholic, but from a mental illness standpoint, I believe he was more normal than my mother. And then they asked me about my sister, and of course she has no mental illness that she has to be concerned about. So the dumb doctor was like, huh. Like mother, like son, like father, like daughter. I felt like saying, man, what a moron. But ultimately, I did like her. I mean, go figure. I mean, she was very, very nice. She does want me to see a urologist. My testosterone levels are just really, really low, unfortunately. And that's something that I'm just going to have to deal with. And whether I have to take, you know, injections or, you know, rub it all over me. Um... Uh, and I apologize if you didn't realize just now, I cut out, uh, I had a phone call while I'm on my break, um, and I had to answer that, so I apologize. I don't really even remember where I was, uh, probably talking about the dummy doctor, um, again, who I had no real issues with, ultimately, I mean, other than her stupidity and the comments that she made, but uh, overall, the results were pretty good. Oh, urologist, that's where I was. Yeah, look at that, my memory's getting better. Um, yeah, if I need testosterone, you know, they have different ways that you could do it, injections, and, um, they have stuff that you could rub all over your arms now. They actually even have, like, a deodorant that you could put on, but one step at a time, we'll get there, we'll see what I need. You know, I am getting older, and it's been an issue in the past where my testosterone was extremely low, um, and, you know, for some reason, whatever that may be, any time that I was on a testosterone treatment... Uh, it never really messed with my moods, so that thankfully, because it can, you know, extra testosterone in a male can cause some anger and some mania, and uh, as long as you do it right and do it as prescribed, if you really need it, it should work properly. So, kind of looking forward to that to some extent, you know, just to see where I'm at. Um, one other thing I wanted to mention, and I guess you might as well just add this into the insanity. Uh, it's completely off topic, but um, 
referring to my father. I mean, if you can believe this, okay, I have not been to, there to the cemetery to visit him yet, but my sister took her children, my niece and nephew, and she went, and she sends me a picture of the tombstone, and she writes in the text message, can you believe this? I say, what the hell is she talking about? Well, anyway, you look closely, and they spelled the word forever wrong. I said, you got to be kidding me. I think it's, a, you know, the saying we picked out was very, very simple. You know, loving husband, loving father, um, loving father and loving grandfather forever in our hearts. Some, something along those lines. But nevertheless, forever was spelled wrong. I said, you got to be kidding me. I said, only us. Like, really. And again, I'm not sure that we're not the only people in the world that have had that happen to. As a matter of fact, I probably have listeners where that has happened to loved ones. But... I just couldn't believe it. So I don't know if that's odd or if that's something that happens quite often, but it takes about four weeks to fix it, and I just think it's disgusting. Um, so that had me a little bit bent out of shape, but, um, you know, I got over it. What was I going to do? Uh, I'm, I'm just happy to be back. I'm happy to be back in my own head for now. And again, I know it's hypomania. I get it. I don't know how long this is going to last. I'm feeling good right now, and you know what? It's great that I feel this way um, as I'm going on vacation, so hopefully it'll be a pleasant time for everybody, and this doesn't jump up any further than it is and get me into any trouble, but I really don't think that. You know, all these complaints that I, I dish out during this podcast in terms of my, you know, the last two weeks, you know, that's the extreme that's the real extreme that Mr. Joe will experience, and it does not happen that often. You know, again, our symptoms will never, ever go away completely. We will be depressed. We will be excitable. We will be manic. We will be hypomanic. We will have less energy, all of those things. But when you're properly medicated, like I've said a million times, usually it doesn't last very long, and usually it's not as intense. Now, fortunately for me, these last two weeks were pretty rough, but... Unless I endure the same amount of stress that I've been enduring, I don't foresee that happening again because my medicine is working relatively well. And in contrast to what that moron said to me yesterday, uh, dropping down in a dose of anything would be extremely detrimental to my health. So um, if and when you guys ever experience that with any kind of a doctor who looks at you like you're a madman or a madwoman, or just, you know, a wackadoo, you know, kindly let them know that there's a reason why you are all on that medication. <laughs> um, and, you know, that happens to be because, you know, you're not the professional primary doctor. I'm seeing a professional who is able to manage bipolar disorder. And those are the mistakes, guys, that we make. You know, those are the mistakes that us bipolar people do. We go into our primary and they say, oh, you're depressed. Because that's usually when we stroll on in. You're not strolling in when you're on cloud nine. I'm sorry, you're just not doing it. You know, I, as a matter of fact, you may even make a doctor's appointment because you're so depressed. And then by the time the doctor's appointment rolls around, if you've become manic, you're going to cancel. It's usually when we're at our lowest that we go into the doctor and we say, Doc, you know, I have no energy, can't, can't get up, I'm sleeping. And they immediately diagnose you with depression. And before you know it, you're on all kinds of antidepressants and you're worse than you were before because when the mania then hits... 
it's like nothing you've ever experienced in your life. So, um, and I know we've been through this a million times, everybody, but I figured, you know, based on the experience I had yesterday, it was a good way to, to end this podcast and just let everybody know that once again, medication, so important, primary care physician, they are there for one reason. And that's one reason only. And I could tell you this, it's to take care of you in any way other than your mental health. Obviously, with a few limitations, you know, I don't expect the primary doctor to perform surgery on anybody, but you get the drift, okay? So, please, if you are listening because a loved one is, you know, feeling depressed and went to the primary care physician, but you see that things are just not normal and not working well, there's probably a very good reason why. It's very possible they are not depressed and they have bipolar disorder. So, as always... I'm available for everybody at any time, Mr. Joe BP at yahoo.com, or you could find me on Twitter at Mr. Bipolar Joe. And uh, thanks. Thanks for listening. I, I really, I, I'm sorry I've been away for a while, and I'm glad to be back. And in closing, I'd like to say if you are doing well and you have a mental illness right now, I, I ask that you continue to work hard. If you love or you care about somebody with a mental illness, I ask that you continue to support that person in the very best way that you know how. And if you are struggling right now with a mental illness, I ask that you continue to fight, continue to battle, and most importantly, soldier on. Thank you so much for listening to Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast. I'll see you guys again real soon.